If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to this Wednesday Let's Ride podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host for this Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast, courtesy of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and by proxy, the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com audio platform. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you follow us. That's iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pandora, Spotify. I'm sure I missed a few. doesn't matter. Follow us so that you don't miss anything not just this show not just my let's ride show but also things like the live mic tuesday mornings things like the steeler stat geek thursday mornings things like our weekend content our pm content the steelers preview the steelers hangover know your enemy i'm telling you what if you like audio you love listening to different takes on the pittsburgh steelers I don't think there's a better place that you could follow than behind the steel curtain.com and behind the steel curtains podcast platform period. All right. With that, with that out of the way, I can't believe it. I literally cannot believe it. Here I am sitting down in front of the computer in front of my microphone for the fourth time talking about this freaking game in week 12 between the Steelers and the Ravens for the fourth time. Yes, I'm as sick of this as you are. I really am. 
I'm, I'm, you think about it. Last Friday, I'm sorry, last Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Okay, the day before Thanksgiving, I'm giving you my game picks. I've got the music queued up. We're going through everything, and it's all bang, 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 awesome. Great show. I actually really like that show. Then Friday. All right, games move to Sunday. Here we go. Boom. Changing my pick, changing my score. You got it. That's right. And then here we are on Monday. All right, we're going to roll with the punches. We're going to tell stories about groundhogs and dogs. That actually happened, by the way. If you haven't listened to the Monday podcast, you got to go back and listen to the first half at least because I talk about that. And it's a true story. And it all makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. I'm, I, my wife listened to it, and it made sense to her, too. So she doesn't know anything really about football. So if it makes sense to her, it makes sense. Go check that one out. But I'm talking about, okay, you know, the the, the wounded animal that is the Baltimore Ravens. Can't overlook them. Now, we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about the game that was. And here we are again on Wednesday, talking about the game that has yet to happen. Holy cow. Hallelujah, where's the Tylenol? And for those that know National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, you get that joke. So I felt like uh, I've been in a storytelling mood recently. Don't know why, but I have been. Okay, and so I was thinking about this, and so I'm talking with some people, and I've mentioned messaging Brian Anthony Davis, talking with Dave Schofield today, and the whole time I'm thinking to myself, okay, I have to do a Let's Ride for Wednesday morning. And this is going to be the day of the game. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's going to be the day of the game. And I think, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to possibly talk about that I haven't talked about yet? Never in my life have I done this many previews for one game. And I'm not doing, I, I could only imagine what it would be like if I did a Monday through Friday podcast. I don't do that. I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm still having to talk about this. Ad nauseum, it seems like. We are so burnt out on this game. So burnt out. And I got a lot of my frustrations out yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, on Monday, when a lot of these changes were going down and these decisions were being made by the National Football League and news was happening, and we did, and I say we, it's myself, Dave Schofield, and Brian Anthony Davis, when we were actually doing a knee-jerk kind of reaction show to the news we call it the airing of grievances. For those that are Seinfeld fans, you get the reference in terms of Festivus and the airing of grievances on Festivus, which is always December 23rd, by the way. And so I thought to myself, hold this, this seriously. I mean, when you look at this, you take a step backwards and you think about this Ravens and Steelers week 12 fiasco. It's like a soap opera. It is literally like a soap opera. And uh, my first mental reaction to that goes straight to my childhood. And when I was a young boy in Wheeling, West Virginia, I went to a half day preschool and I had, there was someone that I went to school with. Their mom would drop me off at my great grandmother's house every day. So it was in the morning and it would finish up around lunchtime. And I would go to my great grandmother's house, not far from the school, which, which was actually a church, but still it would go to from the church to the school for them to her house. She would feed me lunch and we would sit down. And what would we watch every single day? Days of our lives. Like sand through the hourglass. So are the days of our lives. Yes, that's right. As a young 
preschool male in Wheeling, West Virginia, I was completely enamored with Days of Our Lives, the soap opera that was Days of Our Lives. What was really funny as a quick sidebar is that I grow up, I'm in high school, still in Wheeling, and I'm kind of dating a girl and she's into soap operas and she would actually watch Days of Our Lives. Well, there's a (laughs) soap, I mean, we're talking about like 16, not 16, but at least a decade apart, there's the same characters on Days of Our Lives still, Bo, Hope, Sammy, all those people, they're still on the show. And I, I, and there I was watching it all over again, basically. But as I was thinking about this timeline of Steelers and Ravens, that's what I kept thinking about. This is like a scene from Days of Our Lives. You know, Days of Our Lives, they would draw out all these different storylines and they would bring people back and they would kill people off, but they weren't really dead. And it was the most ridiculous storylines you could ever imagine in your entire life, yet people watched. Why? It's like a train wreck. You have to watch. You have to watch the train wreck. You don't want to. You don't want to. You feel dirty kind of for doing it, but you watch it anyways. So let's go through this timeline. Okay, we're going to go through this timeline. and You all all know the timeline. You do. Everyone knows the timeline. But we're going to go through the timeline, and I'm going to tell you kind of what my reaction is. The the Jeff uh, scale of emotions. We'll talk about it that way. The, The spectrum of Jeff's emotions during the timeline that is the Steelers and Ravens week 12 game. All right. So let's get back in the, as, as Brian Anthony Davis says on his uh, retro show, uh, in case you've never listened to that one, do definitely do that because it's a, it's a good listen. It, it brings you back to some games that are really, really fun to so kind of reminisce about, but he's, we're going to hop in the black and gold DeLorean and we're going to set it for, well, I'm just going to set it to last Wednesday. I'm sorry, last Tuesday. So, here at Behind the Steel Curtain, we knew that we were going to be dealing with a crunch deadline. And this happens every year when the Steelers play on Thursday night football. Every NFL team has to play one Thursday night game. And so we knew, as a staff, that we were going to finish this Jacksonville game in week 11, and then we were going to have to really be on top of things to get everyone ready for Thanksgiving night. Because not only was it a short week and a short turnaround, it was also the fact that Everyone, every one of us have lives and families and it's a holiday. So we're jam packing this stuff in. And then all of a sudden Tuesday comes JK Dobbins and Mark Ingram test positive COVID-19. And Hey, as this is Jeff's okay. We're looking at the spectrum of Jeff's emotions here. I'm a little annoyed, but again, this is nothing new. We've seen these cases pop up throughout the national football league throughout the entire 2020 regular season. and so. It didn't really register too much. Well, we all know it all goes downhill from there. So Thursday, I'm sorry, Wednesday, when I'm driving to go to uh, Virginia, where my brother lives down in Virginia, um, when I'm driving there is when the news breaks that the NFL, because all these positive cases kept coming out of Baltimore, well, they decided to move the game. So now all of a sudden, my I, I'm patient. But I'm really annoyed at this point. I'm already annoyed, but I'm still patient because in the back of my mind, as a Christian, as a man that has children, as someone that values human life, I understand that what we're going through as a country, as a a global society is challenging. 
And so I've been trying like, just Jeff, just be patient. Understand that they, this is going to happen in 2020. Like that we knew even fans, we knew that this season was going to be challenging in more ways than one. So I just, okay, I got it. Then the report comes out of how this whole thing got started. Strength and conditioning coach in Baltimore. Not only does he show up to the office with symptoms, does not report those symptoms, does not wear the contact tracer, does not wear a mask anywhere, anytime he's around players. And that seems to be the genesis or the origin of this outbreak in Baltimore. Now Jeff's annoyed scale is, is really high. Like he's getting pretty annoyed. At this point, now things are looking like this isn't just happenstance. This isn't just a, a Baltimore Ravens player took public transportation. Not sure they ever would, but they didn't just take public transportation, sit next to someone that coughed near them, and next thing you know, they have it. They bring it into the job site, i.e. the facility, and they give it to everyone else. That's not what happened. This was a an employee that did not follow protocol. Now, whether or not you believe in these protocols, whether you think contact tracers work, whether you think masks work or not, does not matter. Whether I think all that stuff is warranted also does not matter. Why? Because it's protocol that you have to follow in the National Football League, and it was not followed. So now, all of a sudden, my patience is now waning. Why? Well, because anymore, this isn't just the virus is going to virus. This is a one guy in one organization, because we don't even know the whole story there yet, almost allowed this to happen. Okay, so bear with me. Let's continue. So more positive cases keep coming up. Now, over the Thanksgiving break, I was down in Virginia. My parents were there, my brother and his wife and my family, and we're all big Steeler fans, especially my dad and my brother and myself. And so we're constantly talking, hey, Jeff, have you heard anything? What are the latest reports? What are you hearing? But everyone's asking me this all the time. I'm being inundated with it. And so it's like, okay, the game got moved to Sunday. All right, great. So on Saturday, we're getting ready to leave. We're all going to go back to our, our, our own homes. And all of a sudden, now news starts to break that maybe because more positives keep coming up, the game's going to get bumped to Tuesday. Okay, so at this point, it's happened already in the National Football League. I believe it was the Chiefs and the Bills had to play on a Tuesday night because of positive tests, and they had to delay them traveling. And I remember that week, and I was like, okay, again, this is 2020. This is a weird season. I'm really annoyed at this point. But at that same time, that if that's what it has to be, it's what it has to be. And then Monday comes. And to me... This is when the fishy business would start. Now, if you were talking with Dave Schofield, if I had him on the show with me right now, he would say that the fishy business started when John Harbaugh shut down his facility. The NFL didn't. He did it. Basically, he said that he's saying the NFL, it's the next move is yours. Putting it, he, hey, the ball's in your court. Can't come back at me because I'm doing this. The ball's in your court. So he would say that. I wasn't that um, upset about that as Dave was. But let's go on. This is when the fishy business starts. So the Ravens have this laundry list, this who's who of COVID positive players on their roster. We're talking J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, uh, Willie Sneed, Calais Campbell, uh, Matthew Judon, 
essentially outside of Marlon Humphreys and Marcus Peters, if it's a high profile name, they were on the list period. Okay. And so even throughout all this, I think Steeler fans said, well, yeah, it's crappy that the game keeps getting bumped. And yes, it's annoying, but you know what? It's still going to be on prime time and the Steelers should blow the doors off of this team. It's like the, it's like a varsity team. that's undefeated playing their rivals. JV team is what it was like. Okay. So this is when the fishy business really started happening. And I think it started for me when you saw these reports coming out over 24 hours in advance stating that, you know, X, Y, and Z players are going to be going, they, they tested positive, but the Ravens don't put them on the list yet. And so I'm thinking, well, they should have made this official, but they hadn't put them on the list yet. And so next, you know, it's like they're delaying it. And we didn't get it at the time, but it made sense on Monday. So they're not sure whether they're going to do this or not, whether this game's going to be able to be played. And so all of a sudden, they have waited and gotten the NFL to delay this game long enough that some of their players can come off the COVID list that might have been, you know, asymptomatic positives. They wait 10 days and they're back. And so now all of a sudden, they use, I guess in a way it's genius, but it's also vindictive. It's also very manipulative. They use the fact that they're going to put four players on the list and then take four players off to make it look like, oh my gosh, we have four more going on. Those players tested positive well over 24 hours ago. And so the NFL is like, okay, this is, this is fours a lot. So we're going to have to put the pause on here. We're going to bump it to Wednesday. And then right when they move it to Wednesday, all of a sudden you find out, we're finding out now, I'm sorry, finding out on Tuesday, how the Steelers found out that the game was moved from Tuesday to Wednesday, Avery Williamson, the newest linebacker who was acquired via trade with the New York jets. He goes on 93, seven, the fan, and he basically tells Andrew Filipponi uh, of the, the pony and cook show. I believe that they found out the Steelers found out they moved it from Tuesday to Wednesday because there's one more positive test. So again, the only new positive, they waited to put Sneed and Jude on, and I forget the other player, on the list, but they waited and put it with one new positive who just happened to be an injured reserve player that was never even around the team. So now Jeff's Jeff's meter is now gone from patience, is gone, angry. Then, if that wasn't enough, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram can now play because the game was moved to, to Wednesday. I'm now fuming. Okay, I'm fuming. So I'm not patient at all. I have no sympathy for this team at this point in the timeline. But wait, there's more. Like an, like an infomercial. The NFL then decides, for some unknown reason, that they're going to take the the Baltimore Ravens week 13 game, which was supposed to be a Thursday night game against the Dallas Cowboys. Well, clearly they can't do that. We all knew that. But Pittsburgh's week 13 game got moved to Monday. That was against the Washington football team. So they say, okay, Pittsburgh, you can't play on Sunday because you're playing on Wednesday. So we're going to bump your game to Monday, 5 p.m. Okay, that's fine. But we're going to move the Baltimore game to Tuesday. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. You're moving the Baltimore game to Tuesday? Why in the world would you do that? Why wouldn't they play on Monday like Pittsburgh's playing on Monday? Oh, that's right. 
Lamar Jackson comes back, can come back on Tuesday. Oh, that's right. You're giving the team that gave themselves an outbreak a break. Now Jeff's emotional scale goes from fuming to absolutely livid. And yes, I do believe that livid is stronger than fuming. This has been one gigantic soap opera, period. That's it. One gigantic soap opera. And one that I'm, quite frankly, looking forward to not watching anymore. No, I'm not, it doesn't mean I'm not going to watch the Steelers. I'm, of course I'm going to watch the Steelers. I'm talking about this, this, this craziness, this nonsense, these reports, the breaking news, the speculation, the will they play, won't they play. I'm so sick of it. I'm so fed up and tired. And I get that my stance on this is different than most because I am one that is, it has to be inundated by it. I'm writing all of these articles. Dave's writing all these articles. We have others that are writing commentary and features on it. We're doing podcasts about it. It is exhausting. In case you forgot, this is the fourth time I am talking about the same flipping game. I'm done. I'm done. There's only one thing left to do. For Wednesday night to get here, the Steelers and Ravens to actually play, and for the Steelers to absolutely kick their teeth in. That's the last thing that needs to be done. And I think it will get done. But you know what? It's time for this game to be over with. So we're going to talk about what's coming up after this game, after this break. Stay tuned. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Jeff Hartman here for your second segment of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast here and BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's podcast network, our family of podcasts, whatever you want to call it. So I'm sick and tired of the Ravens, more so than I normally am. I'm sick and tired of talking about it. I've already given you my prediction. My prediction did change. It went to, let me find it here, I believe, there it is. I changed it to 30-17 to Steelers win. That was my prediction. So in case you missed it, that's it. I'm not talking about that game anymore. You know, a lot of people ask me, I actually had a question, you know, on, uh, let's see, I'm going to get my days all mixed up. Monday, I did a little mailbag and I had someone ask me a question, but it was after I'd already recorded the podcast. And it was, Jeff, what do you think about the upcoming games for the Steelers? And I was like, hey, well, what the heck? I will take this opportunity. The fact that right now there's really nothing new to talk about, other than nothing that's not going to get my blood pressure uh, rising at this point. But I'm like, okay, let's take a look after week 12. 
Okay, so win, lose, or draw doesn't matter for what happens on Wednesday night. I did predict the Steelers win. So let's just, for the sake of argument, assume that they win the game and they're 11-0 heading into Week 13. I want to take a look ahead. Okay, so they're 11-0. They have five games left. What are the actual odds that this Pittsburgh Steelers team could run the table? When I look at this, there is some concern, but there's also a good chance that they could do it. And this is something that Michael Beck has actually been talking about in his podcast, The Live Mike, for weeks now. I think it was after they beat the Ravens in week eight, he said they can run the table. And I'm like, help pump your brakes there, Michael. All right, you crazy Canuck. Uh, Just let's calm down. Let's take it one game at a time. But let's take a look ahead. We're fans. We can do that. So in week 13, they have the Washington football team at Heinz Field. That's a Monday game. I say Monday because it's it's on Monday at 5 p.m. Okay, it's at 5 p.m. Not the 3.40 Wednesday start. Don't get me started on that decision by NBC to not put the Steelers and Ravens in primetime, but rather keep your 88th Rockefeller New York City tree lighting ceremony on. Goodness gracious. I can't stop talking about that stupid game. But the Washington football team comes to Heinz Field. The Steelers only have two home games left after this Week 12 game. They have the Washington football team on Mondays at 5 p.m. Then, They go to the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night football in week 14. Then they go in week 15 to Cincinnati for a Monday night contest. Now, when Joe Burrow went down with a knee injury, I was the first person that thought probably, can they flex that game out of Monday night? (laughs) Because if if Burrow was healthy, I'd say that's a perfect, that's great. That's good television. But without him... Boy, does it miss something. It misses a lot. And that happens. It happens a lot of times. You know, look at last year. The Steelers were on primetime a ton, and Ben Roethlisberger wasn't in the lineup, and it was missing something. But still, you look at that Cincinnati game. Then they come back to Heinz Field. They host Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts, and then they finish up with Cleveland in Week 17 at Cleveland, the mistake by the lake. Those last two games, by the way, are 1 o'clock starts. So I'm looking at these games. And the thing that concerns me right away is that if you include week 12, they play three games in 12 days. That's a, that's a quick turnaround. Now they basically have had a bye week, another bye week, which Cam Hayward himself, he told the media, this has been basically a godsend. This has been a godsend to be able to say, I don't have to, I don't have to practice. I can just take a day off. I can take the holidays and be with my family. I can, I can rest. The Steelers are rest. They're rested. There should be no excuses in that area. But do you look at three games in 12 days? That's tough. But if we're just looking at the last five games at Washington, I I've watched this team because I live in Maryland and I, I watched a lot of the Thanksgiving night game, Washington's offense and defense, they're not a bad football team. They are not a bad football team. And to be honest with you, if Daniel Jones is out for the New York giants, I can see Washington winning the division. Now, do I think they're going to go into Hinesfield and win? That's going to be tough because Alex Smith, the one thing that he lost when he was going through that whole experience with his leg with it, they they didn't know if he's going to live that infection, the multiple surgeries, the skin grafts, he lost some of his mobility, not all of it. But when you used to play Alex Smith, you had to worry about him running the ball. He's always had a good arm. He's always been good with decisions, decision-making. He's always been pretty accurate and they have a very good young group of talented skill position players. Whether you look at Gibson at running back, they've got McLaren. I think is how you say his name. The wide receiver. Very good. Very good. So they're not going to be an easy game, especially coming off short rest, but I do think the Steelers will win that football game. 
and they'll definitely be favored. Going to Buffalo on Sunday night is a tough task, in my opinion. It's a tough place to play. Now, there's not going to be any Bills Mafia there. Okay, we know that the state of New York is just like the state of Pennsylvania is not allowing fans anymore. They're not going to have to worry about that. I have not been overly impressed with Buffalo, especially their defense. Josh Allen and that offense with Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley. They've got two good running backs in Singletary and Moss. I'm looking at this offense, and, and they're a high-powered offense. It's their defense that was so stout last year that has struggled a lot this year. Buffalo game concerns me. We'll put it that way. We'll have to see where these teams are trending by the time they get to that game. Cincinnati on Monday night at Cincinnati. Like I said, if Burrow was playing, I might be a little concerned about that game without him. I'm not too worried. Indy concerns me a little bit. The Steelers own the Colts. (laughs) Ever since Peyton Manning left, they have owned the Indianapolis Colts. Mike Tomlin has a tremendous record against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this has never been with Phillip Rivers. But at the same time, the Steelers always seem to play well against Indy. They also always seem to play well against Phillip Rivers. I believe that Phillip Rivers has a losing record against Pittsburgh throughout his career. He has beaten them, but it hasn't been often. It's only the Steelers getting the best of the Chargers when he was with the Chargers. But with Indy, I don't know. They have a really good defense, too. That'll be a tough game. It's And then you go to Cleveland. Now, before I get to Cleveland, it's the Buffalo and Indy game so far that concern me. In terms of if the Steelers could the Steelers lose, which games could they lose? It's those two right now that I'm looking at. Now, I look at the week 17 game in Cleveland, and the hope all along has been maybe this game could mean absolutely nothing. So let's say they do run the table and they're 15 and 0 going into that game. I absolutely, unless the, the NFL had to create a week 18 and all of a sudden there is no more bye week, I think for sure that Mike Tomlin would tell Ben Roethlisberger, you're taking the game off. We're not playing yet, but there's no reason to risk Miles Garrett doing something nasty or someone else rolling up on your ankle or your knee. You're just sitting this one out. So they could lose that game. Do I think they would lose that game if everyone's playing? Probably not. I've watched Cleveland the last few weeks, and they have been very unimpressive, especially when they went down to Jacksonville and almost lost to Uh, Mike Lennon and company last week. They probably should have lost that game actually, but still you look at Cleveland. So could they run the table? Absolutely. They could run the table. Will they run the table? There's something deep down inside of me that tells me they're not. I, and trust me, I am the, the biggest Homer that you might ever listen to or talk to or see or read. But I just think there's something, there's a team that's going to get them. I'm just not sure who it is or when it's going to happen. And so then you get into questions like with the Chiefs. If the Chiefs Chiefs keep winning, then what does that mean for the Steelers in the first round? But look, that's a discussion for another time. All I want to get to my point across here is that I do think the Steelers could run the table. They absolutely could. I think they will be favored in every... They should be favored in every game they play for the rest of the year, except for maybe at Buffalo. That would be the only game because they're on the road. Buffalo is a good team. They have a good record. That's the only game that I could see them saying, you know what? That could be a game that they're not favored, but I don't know. We'll see. They could run the table. Boy, would that be something that would be incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, you know what folks going to call it a show. I'm sick of talking about the Ravens. That's the underlying theme here. 
we, we did this a whole timeline and my reactions and this roundabout way of essentially saying that we're all probably sick and tired of the Baltimore Ravens. I don't want to see John Harbaugh anymore. I don't want to hear from that organization. I'm sick and tired of the Steelers being the team that gets the short end of the stick because like in Tennessee and like in Baltimore, they just happen to be playing these teams that week. It drives me nuts. And I know it drives you nuts as fans too, but you know what? Hopefully the next time we talk on Friday, I'll be talking about my picks for week 13 and I'll be going into uh, about what happened finally in a week 12 game. That's the hope. Keep your fingers crossed. In the meantime, folks, remember, Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you follow us. Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Spotify, wherever. Search Steelers, search Behind the Steel Curtain, and hit that subscribe or follow button. I know I'm a Spotify guy, so I always get hit the following button. You got to follow them, okay? Next, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I know there's a lot of people that might find our podcast that don't even know about the website. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is a part of SB Nation, which is a part of Vox Media. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We have the most comprehensive website for the Pittsburgh Steelers anywhere. I literally mean anywhere. Film breakdowns, commentary, all the latest news right there. Your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. So make sure you check that out. In the meantime, folks, have a great Wednesday. Go Steelers. We'll finally hopefully get to watch a football game. I will be back on Friday. For another Let's Ride. In the meantime, check me out on the post-game show with myself, Brian Anthony Davis, and Dave Stilfield. As I always end it, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go see